Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be talking about John MacArthur's response to Alistair Begg and also going to be begging the question as to whether John MacArthur has been hypocritical in this whole instance. The fact that John MacArthur and the Grace to You, uh, Grace Community Church, Shepherds Conference crowd, that's the MacArthur camp, they disinvited Alistair Begg from ShepCon over this very issue of Alistair Begg affirming the attendance of a grandmother to go to a gay wedding. That was problematic at the time because Alistair Begg was counseling sin, and I took great issue with that, as did many of you. Now, John MacArthur doesn't exactly have the cleanest record on this exact issue, and the issue at hand is gay wedding cakes. He doesn't have a clean uh, conscience record on this exact issue. And while this is not an apples to apples issue, it is a lemons to limes issue. It's I, close. It's close. It's not identical, but it's very close. Very similar issue that we're dealing with ethically as believers. So we're going to discuss John MacArthur and this issue of is he compromised on the gay wedding cakes question? So, we're going to dive into that. But first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support our work over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. That's linked in the description below. Uh, we also have a free newsletter so you don't miss updates and articles that we do. We do more articles than videos. Evangelical Dark Web is the outlet that broke the Alistair Begg story and made it go viral. And we do that type of work each and every day. So definitely want to subscribe to the channel, to the podcast, if you are new. But the least you can do is like and subscribe. So with that said, uh, let's dive in to our first clip here, which is uh, having to do with John MacArthur's recent comments. And this is a recent as a couple days ago. This was from February 18th, if I am correct about that. So very recent. John, I, ha I have a question that's been heavy on my heart about one of our Scottish brothers. Will you comment and guide us as to why Alistair Beck is mistaken in advising a member of his, of his flock to attend and solemnize a marriage of her granddaughter to a transgender partner? Can you guide us as to why we should not bend to do this? Yeah, that, that question Thank you. came up and has gotten all over the internet. Let me say, first of all, that Alistair and I have been friends for, well... 45 years. Uh, when I was in Scotland 45 years ago, I was pushing his 45-year-old son in a pram. You know what a pram is, Neil. It's like a baby buggy. So we've had a lot of history together. And I have a great affection for him. Um, I also want to say that you shouldn't judge a man by his weakest moment. Um, all of us will have a, a moment of weakness. Having said that, uh, I have to disagree with the answer that he gave to the question. A believer should not go to a homosexual transgender wedding for, for a lot of reasons. But he was making the argument that you go out of compassion rather than condemnation. You, you go to show love to them as a means to reach them. 
My, my response to that is the most loving thing you could possibly do would be not to go and to condemn the relationship. That is loving. It's not loving to help somebody celebrate stepping into the fury of God's judgment. No, no transgender person, effeminate homosexual, will enter the kingdom of heaven. This is not a time for you to celebrate thinking that your affection for somebody is the means of their salvation. They, they will come to salvation when the Lord exposes their sin. That's why the Holy Spirit, John 16, convicts of sin and righteousness and judgment. And what should be said to somebody is, this is wrong, this is against God's order, this is not marriage. It is not a marriage because you can't have a marriage between two people of the same sex. It's not a marriage at all. It is defying God who ordained marriage and ordained male and female and designed procreation. It is a blasphemy against God, as is transgender life and homosexuality as well. I wanted to do a quick pause because of the whole situation regarding uh, Alistair Begg, because he, you know, John, John MacArthur's like, we shouldn't judge him or condemn his ministry based on his weakest moment, which I kind of disagree with on the count of this isn't just Alistair Begg's one compromise in ministry. He compromised on, he was a COVID Nazi. We got to remember that. Uh, he's also a little wishy-washy on egalitarianism. He not only, you know, refused to repent of this, he doubled down on it and insulted you. He insulted you guys. So, no, this isn't something to take lightly as far as what Alistair Begg did. I just wanted to pause right there because I disagree with John MacArthur on that. That is the message to give in love. I, um, I, I couldn't... Beyond the theological reasons and the biblical reasons, I couldn't affirm that. If, if I went, I would affirm that. Not only could I not affirm it, I, I don't think I could tolerate it. I don't think I could survive sitting in something like that and feeling like I was supportive of it. And then to give them a gift, I, that, that is to aid and abet the celebration of something that is defying God's design. And the very, very, I would say, point of the spear currently of the corruption of this entire culture. So I wanted to interject right here because John MacArthur touched on the giving of a wedding gift thing, which people try to delineate from the rest of the gay marriage nonsense. Like you could give someone a toaster and that wouldn't all of a sudden be a gay wedding toaster or a gay uh, marriage toaster or something like that. Uh, and John MacArthur is basically saying, no, don't even give a wedding gift. And I would agree with that. Like if you're not going to show up, if you're going to condemn the union, giving a wedding gift is kind of, uh, you know, it's too little too late if you're trying to keep the relationship maintained and stuff like that. Like just say what you're going to say, say it. And then, don't really back down from it. It would be my advice on that. I agree with John MacArthur on this, and I'm glad he's clarifying this part. So you can't 
be a part of that. Thank you so much. Well, uh, it's my pleasure. I do say this. I don't understand why you would answer the question that way. I thought if, if somebody was in that situation and had that view, and you're on the radio and somebody says, and this, you're recording this, right? So you're, whoever your host is is going to ask you a question, and the host says, uh, what would you tell this grandma about going to a transgender wedding? I would immediately say, ask me another question. <laughs> Particularly if I, if I was at all prone to suggest that that might be okay, I would never say that because you have to calculate the cost of that. And how do you calculate that? I mean, the, the price for that is, is really epic. It's, it's really epic. And there's so much more about him that is wonderful and, and faithful and his ministry. He just passed 40 years of pastoral ministry in that church. And it was a great celebration. And now he's going to be defined by that. Uh, that, that I don't know how you calculate doing that for that reason. Um, unless there is some very personal relationship with someone you're trying to win over or protect. But that's really speculation in my mind. That part at the end is pretty interesting that John MacArthur's trying to be like, why on earth would Alistair Begg make this a hill to die on? Why would he go here if he knew that he was going, you know, that people weren't going to like it? If you remember the original video clip, he brings that up voluntarily. He's not asked about it on the podcast they needed. He wasn't asked about it. He cited a time in which he was asked about it and said, some of y'all ain't going to like this, you know, and a lot of bad teachers love doing that. Uh, I mean, good teachers do that kind of mannerism as well. But in any case, Alistair Begg knew that this was bad advice. He wanted to start this issue. That's why he did it in the podcast that he uh, said this in. It didn't take, it, it took a few months for it to become a major issue, but it became a major issue. He started the fight. It went somewhere and it's had some consequences for his ministerial reputation as it should have because it was a compromise. Now, John MacArthur, don't be giving false, false teachers advice. And that's not necessarily a comment on Alistair Begg. Much broadly speaking, no, we want people to give the advice that they'd give without fear of repercussions because we want people to be honest uh, about their compromise rather than hide it. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope there's nothing deeper going on there. I thought, I just thought that was a weird thing for MacArthur to say, uh, along those lines, but compare this to what MacArthur said a few years ago. This is a two minute clip where, and I'm not sure quite when this was, I think it was 2017. I could be wrong on the year. Uh, but this is him being asked about baking a gay cake for a gay wedding cake. So here's that audio. Is it truly sinful for a Christian business person, for instance, a cake baker, to produce a product for a gay wedding? 
You're on a roll. No, it's not sinful for a cake maker to make a cake for a gay wedding <clears throat> any more than it's sinful for a guy who runs a restaurant to serve dinner to somebody who's gay and sits in a booth and eats the food or goes to the market and buys a loaf of bread and you own the market. Um, what, what the issue is, is, is not whether that's sinful, it's whether the federal government can demand that people do certain things, which goes against their Christian conscience. Um, the, the issue is, to me is more of a political, governmental issue. Um, I, I actually think that we need to show love to everyone, um, and particularly we need to do good to all those that are outside the kingdom as well as inside the kingdom as much as possible. So a, a, a gesture of kindness toward uh, some unregenerate person is in itself not a sin. But again, if it violates your conscience in some way, then you don't want to train your conscience. Uh, you don't want to train yourself to ignore your conscience. So I think it's a personal issue. Um, the, the issue becomes when people are basically fined or imprisoned for doing things that are religious conscience matters, and that speaks to the issue of um, how much authority the government has to make you do that. So this is where I got to say that I'm doing this video because I got a lot of people saying in my inbox, in my comments section saying, you need to talk about this. Aren't you a hypocrite because you haven't talked about this yet? And the answer is I didn't know about this. So it's not hypocritical because I didn't know about it. Second of all, uh, I need a way to make it current. And I did that. I did do that. And... So we're now talking about it. You guys have successfully goaded me into talking about this subject, which I can be moved by my audience so to talk about things that are of interest to them. So don't be afraid to send me anything. I just wanted to say why I'm doing this video because I really forgot to say that earlier. But yes, you and the audience have goaded me into talking about this subject because that video clip is pretty bad. You got John MacArthur, you know, at first... It wouldn't be bad if the context of what he said was, you know, you're talking about the Freedom uh, of Association and the Civil Rights Act, right? But that's not the question that's being asked. He was asked whether it was okay to make a bake a cake for a gay wedding. And John MacArthur answered the question as though it were baking a cake for a gay wedding. Like he's Masterpiece Cake cake shop which is the most notorious context in which this question would even be asked so i this is a bad answer this is a compromised answer and it's not necessarily the only compromise that i've found on this subject i think there's another clip out there that also showcases how prevalent this compromise is and it comes from uh I believe this is a Ligonier conference, but I'm not entirely sure. But this is uh, Todd Friel doing a panel interview discussion where he talks about this. And this, I, I think everyone's answers on this are pretty bad because they don't, they want to not generalize the question because this is a general topic. 
So, again, baking a gay wedding cake is participating in the gay wedding. And, yes, I believe in the freedom of association. And I think that in any other era in Christian history, it would be unthinkable for a Christian believer to bake a gay wedding cake. And so many of these people want to nuance, well, what if they're just making a generic cake and it's used for a gay wedding? Again, that's not what we're talking about. I understand that's a much different situation. That's not what we're talking about. But they just want to nuance this simple issue to death. And this is uh, just another example of nuancing. We're going to make sure we're going to listen to this at 1.25 speed. Take a cake for a gay couple for a gay wedding. Phil? I can't answer that with a yes or no. I, he can. I, I, I don't agree that he should. Let me put it this way. Is it a sin for a Christian baker to bake a cake for a gay couple who wants to get married? Again, I think it depends. Uh, <laughs> let me put it this way. What's, what's, let, me, let me answer it more clearly. What's... Why is this funny? Is Phil Johnson just someone who doesn't want to answer direct questions? What's sinful is to participate in the celebration. If that's what he's doing and that's what he feels like he's doing, then he's going against his conscience and whatever's not a faith is sin. Yeah. All right, Dr. Muller. I think Phil actually is, is on very much on target there. It's, it's not a yes or no because there are situations in which to enter into the commons of the business world means that one takes on certain responsibilities and obligations that are not volitional. And that's also in the Hobby Lobby case, that's the, the Obamacare contraception mandate. There are issues. We're not asking or demanding that all Christians cease engagement in the business world and in the economy if these things are indeed upheld. There, we could anticipate there would be moral challenges that would require that, but I would not suggest that these are, are there. I would certainly counsel wherever one has the, the, the volitional choice that one would do nothing to encourage or to celebrate what one knows not to be a marriage at all. And uh, as, as I'll be saying uh, tonight, actually, but rather to, uh, to, to mislead themselves and others in order to make sin look less sinful. That's, that, that is something no Christian would willingly do. But in the marketplace, at times, Christians don't get to decide, and therefore they're not actually sending that signal by the fact that they are obeying the law. And I appreciate the way you ask it at the end. It, it's not baking a cake for gay people. It's baking a cake to celebrate a gay wedding. That means that the Christian's conscience is being violated by requiring that Christian to participate in a celebration. And, and the reason I would qualify the question the way I did uh, is suppose you're working at Costco and you're making generic wedding cakes and a couple comes in and buys one for the gay wedding. If you just say yes or no, yes, it's a sin to bake a cake for a gay wedding. Uh, I don't want some baker who baked a, cake, a generic cake to feel like he has sinned because somebody used his cake in a gay wedding. The problem is if you are entering into the celebration. If you are celebrating something that's a sin, that's precisely what Romans 1 condemns humanity for, for giving approval to things we know are sinful. Yeah, I think this is where a lot of Christians are going to find themselves in very short order. Uh, I'm serving as a, a, a witness in the federal case in, in Washington state having to do uh, with a very similar situation. And uh, if, if it's not in your state and in your business yet, it will be in some way soon. And so Christians, as Christians have had to do from the first century to the present, are gonna have to think very quickly about what our public responsibility is, what our gospel responsibility is, and how we maintain first priority to that gospel responsibility, and also seek to be uh, uh, citizens uh, of this world even as we are ultimately citizens of the next. It's not easy, it's gonna get a lot harder. Mark. Romans 132. <clears throat> Although they Mark know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. I agree with what Phil and Alice said. Tom. 
Yeah, for me, for me, it comes down into every moral decision, ultimately, every moral decision we're faced with falls into one of three categories. Either it is, thus saith the Lord, thou shalt, chapter and verse, thus saith the Lord, thou shalt not, chapter and verse, or it falls into issues of conscience, Romans 14, 1 Corinthians 8 to 10. And the principles that are laid out there should govern the decision for each individual believer. And there are many variables, as has already been said. So I don't think it's as simple as saying yes or no. Steve. Uh, yes to what's already been said. You followed the rules at least by saying yes or no. That yes. was something. <laughs> I, I'm a man under authority. <laughs> Dr. MacArthur. Well, obviously I agree with all this. I think uh, just emphasizing the other element is the conscience issue. That you just don't want to train yourself to violate your conscience. That's pretty clear in scripture. So if it is a conscience issue, I, I think you, you, you want to you want to say no to anything that violates your conscience. I think keeping a healthy, sensitive conscience is a spiritual mandate for us. Uh, and and I, I think what Al said is, is very true. This isn't going to be easy. What if, what if uh, two people came in to, to buy a cake, a man and a woman, who, who wanted to go celebrate their birthday by shacking up in a local motel? Would you sell them a cake? But what are you going to do? Ask, ask them to fill out a moral questionnaire? Uh, I think if you're, if you're baking cakes, if that's your business, you're not going to be able to morally qualify everybody who gets to buy your cake. Uh, any more than if you run a gas station, you're going to go out and hand out a moral questionnaire to the people that pump gas into their car. This is life in the world, as Al was saying, and we, we interact with the world, and they are the mission field, right? They are the mission field. They're not the enemy. Uh, and, and I think, um, but I think that the issue of celebration pushes it into a completely different category. So that I do have some issues with, and... Because they're trying to frame things as a conscience issue, which puts it in a different category. The gay wedding cake isn't in a conscience issue. This isn't about, oh, Christian liberty and if it violates a weaker brother's conscience and stuff like that. It's not in that category. This is about affirming evil. This is about participating in that which is evil. It's not a conscience issue. And the fact that they spent so long waxing and waning on that uh, and pontificating on that topic was pretty problematic. And I, I thought that was squishy and weak from all the people on that panel, actually. All of them. All of them uh, didn't do well in that question. So, but, you know, some of those people are kind of woke, like Mark Dever. So, with that said, uh, I want to move on because apparently John MacArthur has responded to this under, you know, this... Uh, smoldering controversy it's not quite hot for him yet but he's kind of responded to it because a a youtube channel went after him so we're going to play that and i have a lot of issues with this uh and mostly on on the premise of how john MacArthur, you know does business and responds to things i have issues with that so here we go this is from i think biblically uh, Australian YouTuber, I guess, uh, does a pretty bang-up job on his channel, if I do say so myself, as far as observations go. So here's him reading this response. There's this, and this is Bill Johnson writing to Justin Peters, and this was forwarded to me. So let me read it to you. John Bill, uh, he, he said Bill Johnson, but he means Phil Johnson. Phil Johnson writing to Justin Peters. And then, then it's forward to, I think, biblically, I don't know his actual name. Uh, so, you know what that means? This is a third-hand clarification. This is not first-hand, it's not even second-hand. This is a forward, a YouTube video, and then another YouTube video, 
pretty much relaying John MacArthur's clarification. Now, if John MacArthur really wanted to clarify, clear the air on this issue, he would put it out himself like a big boy and stop relying on Phil Johnson to do his dirty work and to clean up his messes. I have an issue with John MacArthur on that and the way he operates. And I've, I've done a YouTube video on that uh, two years ago at least talking about the issue that I have with John MacArthur, that he needs Phil Johnson to do his dirty work for him and to be his fix-it man. I have an issue with that. That is not manly. Uh, that is not, a, you know, self-accountability either. So, major issue with that and operating a ministry like that. So, I was in the Grace to You office to record today, so I asked him about this. The Q&A, which that excerpt was taken, occurred several years ago at a Ligonier conference. The question put to the panel was, is it truly sinful for a Christian business person, for instance a cake baker, to produce a product for a gay wedding? The question itself is somewhat ambiguous, as is John's answer. John is clearly thinking the question is about whether it is sinful for a Christian business to serve homosexuals and he answers accordingly saying, no, it's not sinful to bake a cake for homosexuals any more than it is sinful for a guy who runs a restaurant to serve dinner to someone who's gay. Within the scope of how we interpreted the question, it's the right answer. It's not inherently sinful for a Christian-owned retail establishment to serve a homosexual. John is applying the principle of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 to 10, where the apostle writes, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I did not mean at all with the sexually immoral people of this world, or with the greedy and swindlers, or with idolaters, for then you would have to go out of the world. Now, this first point... So he's about to call John MacArthur out for this because John MacArthur's not being forthright about it. No, John MacArthur answered the question as though it were a gay wedding cake. He, that is how he answered the question. He's about to be called out for that right here portion of his answer I think I don't think is quite correct because John MacArthur very clearly said um, that it is not a sin for a Christian cake maker to make a cake for a gay wedding he clearly said that let me replay that little short bit for you no it's not sinful for a cake maker to make a cake for a gay wedding and so personally I'm not totally convinced that John MacArthur misunderstood the question. I may be wrong, but I'm just not personally totally convinced I'm of not that. Convinced. Nevertheless, what he says next, I think, is absolutely fantastic, absolutely spot on. And he just comes out and says, look, it's wrong for a Christian to make a cake for a gay wedding. Let me read it to you. Nevertheless, it is not the clearest possible answer because it doesn't take into account what is required of a baker in the preparation of a wedding cake. The cake maker would have to decorate the cake to the couple's specifications, likely with little figurines representing a homosexual couple on top, transport it to the wedding, set it up and help arrange it for its display in the reception. The baker would thus be present and taking an active part in the actual celebration of this illicit charade imitating marriage. When I described what all is required of the average baker in the preparation of a formal cake for a wedding reception, John replied, well, of course you can't do that. To join a celebration of sexual immorality, to imply by your presence at the event that you give hearty approval to an abominable lifestyle would indeed be sinful. Romans 1 verse 32. In other words, 
The circumstance would be different from that of a baker who bakes generic birthday cakes or cookies and sells them from a counter to any and all customers. John raised that hypothetical in our conversation. He asked, if you were a baker, would you sell a birthday cake to a homosexual? If that cake ended up being used in celebration of gay pride, would you feel you did something sinful? It depends, I said. If a homosexual person bought a generic cake from my cake counter, I am not responsible for what he does with it. But if he asks me to decorate it with gay pride slogans or perverse imagery that violates my conscience, I could not do it. That's precisely the proper distinction, John said. Producing and selling a product to someone living a sinful lifestyle is not inherently sinful. Celebrating that person's sinful lifestyle in any way is a sin. So to sum up, John MacArthur, who has officiated at many weddings but probably has never been involved in the planning of matrimonial food services, was saying that it's not inherently sinful to produce and sell a product that might be used in a gay wedding, but he does not believe Christians should participate in or show tacit approval for any such celebration. He acknowledged that the answer he gave was incomplete and he said if he were given another opportunity to answer that question, he would strive to make the critical distinction as clear as possible. I personally think... So there you have it. Uh, John MacArthur has allegedly responded to the issue and, you know, doesn't want to put his name on his response to the issue. Has other people uh, defend him by trying to get a response to the issue out for him through very, uh, you know, discreet means because they probably want to keep this issue hush-hush. Even though, um, you know, I, I think Biblically did a pretty good job covering it in two YouTube videos on his own channel. So, I is John MacArthur compromised on this issue still? I hope not. But was he in the past? I think absolutely. I think that was clear. And I hope he's asked directly at ShepCon about this very issue so he can actually give an answer on the record where we all know it's him saying it and not someone else trying to save face for him. And then he can give it on his own. Instead of trying to you know, work third hand through YouTubers to get it out. So... Those are my thoughts on the John MacArthur topic that we discussed today. Uh, have a blessed day. We will catch you on the next one. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.